0: Hello, and welcome to Making the Round, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Today's episode is part of our Health IT series from the AMA Medical Student Section, Committee on Health Information and Technology. My name is Christopher Jackson. I'm a medical student at the University of Toledo College of Medicine, and I'll be your host for today. Today, we're joined by Dr. Jason Ryan, the co-director of the Heart Failure Institute at UConn, and also the founder of Boards & Beyonds, a video-based, comprehensive staff review site. Hello, Dr. Ryan.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me, Chris.
0: So for everybody out there who doesn't know what Boards and Beyond is, can you give a general overview of what it is and what led you to create it?
1: Sure. Boards and Beyond is a a medical education website. It has uh, teaching videos made by me with help from my team and also practice questions. So you can learn about most any topic that you need to know, especially in your first few years of medical school, and get a short, concise video and do some practice questions afterwards to test yourself.
0: And how did you come up with the idea for Boards and Beyond?
1: So I started the website in 2014. Uh, at that time, I'd been teaching at UConn for about six years. So I was giving lectures and the students liked my lectures. I'd, I'd won some teaching awards and one of my students said, uh, hey, Dr. Ryan, you know, you, you should record some of your lectures on video. People would love to listen to that. Um, and at the time, another website called Pathoma was around, which maybe you've heard of. And I saw their model and I thought, wow, this is a cool idea. You know, In the on- online video age, it's pretty easy to, to record videos and get them up on the web. So um, I got hired a company to build me a website and I started recording videos. And I never thought it would get to the point it was at today, but it's sort of built up by degrees over the years to where it is now.
0: And what do you think is the impact of your work and what would you say have been your challenges along the way with creating boards and beyond?
1: I mean, I've had a lot of students tell me they've learned a lot, so that always makes me happy. That's my goal. So when people tell me, you know, I never really understood some concept in cardiac physiology, but I watched your video and now it makes sense, you know, that always sort of warms my heart because that's what I'm after. Um, so, you know, that, that's been the main reward and the impact for me is just because of the internet age we live in, I can reach students around the globe, really, all around the U.S. and around the globe. And that's just been a, a delight to be able to do. And with
0: COVID-19, of course, many medical schools have been transitioning to virtual learning. Um, and that's been difficult for many instructors and many students as well who were less familiar with the technology required or just weren't used to online learning. Um, how has your experience with boards affected your role with UConn's transition to virtual learning?
1: Yeah, well, I think even before COVID, the the students used my videos a lot. That's what they told me. And so I don't think anything like that has changed. Um, there are some medical schools who purchase boards and beyond for their students and, and even a few that assign the videos for their students' primary learning resource, but By and large, most medical schools have their own faculty who teach the subjects that I also teach on Boards and Beyond. So for the most part, the reality is Boards and Beyond is sort of a parallel learning tool to medical school. Students get lectures or uh, otherwise are taught certain subjects in medical school. Um, And if it's taught really well, they probably don't use my videos at all. But if they're lost or confused, they know that the Boards and Beyond content is always available to them to learn from there instead
0: okay um and that leads into one of our follow-up questions um a lot of attendings and lecturers um are still kind of shocked that students rely on boards and beyond or path on or some of the other more online resources more than they depend upon um, i guess class resources what do you think about that shift in medical education and how do you think these new educational tools are going to play out in the future
1: yeah, I mean, this is interesting. It touches on something that's going on in multiple levels of education in, in colleges and in law schools. And because of the internet now, you can go and find a video very easily that'll teach you the same information you're getting taught by your lecturer. So I think everyone's trying to come to terms with this. Um, schools like medical schools and colleges still employ a lot of faculty to teach these courses. And You know, they're not going to just say, "Okay, well, there's a video on YouTube now that teaches your class, so no more teaching of calculus or organic chemistry or whatever. So colleges are still teaching it, but more and more students are going to these supplemental resources um, because, you know, the reason they've gained notoriety is because they're effective ways to learn. So I think this is something that's going to just work itself out over a long period of time. But for right now, you know, we have an education system that employs a lot of faculty to teach subjects that students can now learn online. And I'm not sure anyone knows exactly how to resolve that.
0: So with the shift to step one being pass/fail, that's going to have a large effect on the medical student learning ecosystem. Um, how is that going to affect boards and beyonds and medical education as a whole moving forward?
1: Well, I think step one is still a very difficult test. You know, I would argue it's one of the hardest tests a person can take in the world. I think it's harder than the SAT and the MCAT. So just because it goes pass-fail doesn't mean students are going to stop preparing for it. I think when it becomes pass-fail, there'll be, there'll be less of a feverish attitude where everyone is trying to scrounge up every single resource to maximize their score. Um, but I still think students need to learn these topics, and there'll still be interest in resources like Boards and Beyond in UWorld that help prepare you for the test.
0: One thing that you notice when you go online and you look at medical student blogs or wherever it is, um, is that there are fans of boards and beyond all over the world and all kinds of educational systems. Um, What do you see as the role of boards and beyonds and other such systems in globalizing medical education? Um, And what do you feel your role in that has been specifically?
1: I mean, this has just been such a wonderful experience for me. I've had emails from students. In remote areas of the world, uh, Pakistan, Australia, Singapore, um, and they don't have access to U.S. educators, and they're just so glad that they are able to learn from a site like Boards and Beyond. So that's one of the coolest things about this Internet age is being able to reach people all around the world and and, and learn from them or have them uh, see my teaching and things like that.
0: To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. And another thing that you've talked about quite a bit is um, student and physician burnout. Um, What do you think the role of technology will have in preventing that in the future and helping them mitigate that?
1: Mm, I don't know. Uh how much technology will help. I think burnout is multifaceted. You know, I'm friends with a lot of attendings and some are happy and some are not. But a lot of what's driving burnout is just the pressure to see more and more and more patients, uh, you know, as reimbursements decline, the pressure to maximize the amount of revenue you generate for your employer uh, increases. And, you know, I think we're trying to figure out sort of how hard people can work and still maintain their happiness through a long career in medicine.
0: So just to round things out in 10 to 15 years, how do you think medical education will look? What will be different compared to today?
1: Well, that's a good question. You know, I'd like to think there will be more online learning from resources like boards and beyond. uh, And then the in-person learning will be more exciting and hands-on um, uh, but the reality is, medical schools are big, large institutions with a long history of hiring faculty to teach these courses, and um, so I, I think it's going to take a long time for for that to be given up. So it may look a lot like it looks right now. Honestly, in 15 years, there there are changes going on at the margins. There are some schools trying new things and accepting that their students can learn online and they don't need to come to class and get lectures. But that that's not a universal uh, feeling, and so. This is probably just going to take a long time to play out this push pull between how much teaching should we have by our own faculty at the school and how much of it should we farm out to some online resource that can do the same job.
0: Um, And one final question before we let you go. Um, You and I both had careers before we went to medical school. Um, What would you say for someone who's maybe 25, 30 and looking to make the transition into becoming a physician? What would you tell them?
1: Oh, I think it's a great field. I mean, you know, we talk a lot in medicine about burnout, uh, but there's burnout in, in people who are lawyers, people who are bankers, uh, people who have all sorts of jobs. So burnout is not something unique to medicine. So I think if you're passionate about it and you love it, you should definitely pursue a career in medicine. I think it was the best choice for me, and I don't regret it at all.
0: Okay. And then just wrapping up, if people want to follow your work online, um, where can they follow that other than, of course, boardsandbeyond.com?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, we're on social media. I have a Twitter account. We have a Facebook page and you can go to Boards and Beyond and check out the website. And those are the ways to sort of follow what I'm up to.
0: Well, everyone, that's all for today. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your time today, Dr. Ryan. This has been Making the Round, a podcast by the American Medical Association. You can subscribe to Making the Round on other great AMA podcasts wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org.